0: My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the mindful, mesmerizing creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. And I am sitting here in my bedroom talking to you today because this room has 3 windows, 3 walls of windows. <laughs> and uh lots of trees outside and it's a super breezy, beautiful spring day. So I love that. I just wanted to surround myself with wind because we're talking about the mind today, and we just had the spring equinox, and the spring is represented by the air element. And if you listen to my show, you know that the air element is representative of the mind. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, I actually went on a walk this morning, and the breeze was like so cool and crisp and refreshing, but the sun was out at the same time, and I was just like, ooh, spring is in the air, and it just put me in a really great mood for doing today's show, Um, and I just thought it was so perfect for the mind of a witch, and if you wanted to do the Spring Equinox module, you are not too late. You have not missed it. The Spring Equinox was this weekend, but those are designed to they're self study for one so you can do it anytime you want but they're designed to work with the season and the season we're in right now is spring so you can work with it all spring anytime you want it's about planting seeds of intention which is really important in the manifestation process uh and that's the mind what we're talking about today and then there's a really fun se- uh segment on rewilding um So I just think, you know, this year, this time of year, it really kicks off the half of the year when so many of us start to get really physical and interacting with the elements in more tangible ways. So I wanted to talk about rewilding, even though I think for some of you you're still in the snow (laughs) and you're like, I don't want to get naked in the sun, which is one of the challenges in that module. But I will talk about that. Um, That's why I'm saying you can do it any time, whenever is appropriate for you. If if you're in the snow right now, do it in a couple of weeks when the sun starts to come out. But I will talk more about that next month um, when our theme will be the body of a witch. But for now... We're still talking about the mind of a witch. So I just want to jump right into today's episode. Oh, if you want that module, just go to www.psychospiritualwheeloftheyear.com and you can grab that there. Um, But today we're talking about mind of a witch. And there's still a lot I want to say about this. So let's see how fast I can say it. Because today I want to talk about how to rewire your subconscious mind. If you've been listening all month, you know that this is really a continuation of the last few episodes, but I hope today to get even more granular with this, more detailed, and super tuned into this subject because, full disclosure, I really want to convince you to not just listen to these shows, but to actually experiment with the techniques I am sharing Listening, just listening to me, it's not going to change your life. It might lift your mood temporarily or brighten your day. I hope it does that. <laughs> some of you tell me it does. But the real change is going to come from application, from actually trying this stuff out. And I have to say, I have actually been hearing from some of you about the fake weed trick. <laughs> that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and the comments are always the same. They're like, oh, my God, I tried that fake weed thing, and it really worked. And I'm always like, I know. <laughs> it's so crazy, but it's so weird and really fun. We need a name for that. We need we need to call it something. <laughs> um, the breath of weed. Stoner breath. No, not stoner breath. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. It needs to sound like more new age the sacred breath of ganja <laughs> it's a spiritual technique it's a psycho spiritual technique the sacred sacred breath of ganja that's what i'm calling it now <laughs> so that's one way to change your state if you have no idea what i'm talking about just go back to episodes and have yourself a laugh i actually talked about it two and 3 episodes ago but that's one way to change your state, and not just the state of your mind, but the state of your being, your nervous system, your heart rate. But I want, to, but what I want to talk about today is a little bit different. Um, it's about rewiring the deeply embedded programs of your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind is awesome. It's super creative and curious. It loves to learn and explore new ideas. It really gets off on those big aha moments. You can teach your your conscious mind all kinds of things in a short period of time. Um, people that have like a really analytical mind, they just love to hang out there. If you hang out there too often though, you don't really get into touching at all the subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind, well, I'll I'll say it how I put it on Facebook this morning. Have you ever read a self-help book or gone to a personal development seminar that left you feeling like super fired up and inspired only to find that in the end no like real lasting change had taken place? That does not make you a dumbass. (laughs) That happens to all of us. That is because real change takes place in the subconscious mind, which extends far beyond the reach of any great book, no matter how great it is or any awesome lecture. That does not mean that those things are not valuable. They totally are, and it does not mean that you cannot change your mind. It just means that you need to go about it in a whole new way, your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a creature of habit. Its defining characteristic is that it is habitual. It's the habit mind in a way. You could think of it like that. And there are three ways that it can be rewired. One, by hypnosis. Two, through repetition. And three, by what is known as energy psychology. This third category It's change that takes place at an accelerated pace by way of creating a mind-body connection, and it's a kind of super learning um, because you can learn a lot faster that way. You can rewire your brain sometimes instantly and sometimes just in a shorter period of time. So we have one, hypnosis, which incidentally happens automatically when you are in the formative pre-kindergarten years of your life, and your mind is kind of like a sponge. We spend the first several years of our life in a theta state. And I will explain here in a second what that is. But theta makes us highly suggestible and programmable, which we need to be. It's a survival thing. Mother Nature did not make a mistake. (laughs) Our parents and the school system and our environment around us Sometimes accidentally fucks that up, but um, it's for your safety that that is the way it is. So one hypnosis, two repetition, which works just fine, but it takes it takes time and commitment, and that's where positive affirmations come in and things like that. And then three mind body centric energy psychology. It's just called energy psychology, but I'm saying mind-body centric. So you get, it's about making a mind-body connection in the moment. And it involves a wide variety of techniques designed to stimulate both sides of the brain at the same time and or preferably both, anchor new patterns of thought and behavior into your body using emotion, action, or physical sensations. Sometimes they even involve psychedelic drugs. I ain't saying go do some drugs, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and they work They work fast. They work much faster than positive affirmations. And it's kind of helpful to think of them as hitting the record button on your VCR if you are old enough to have a working knowledge of VCRs, which I am. <laughs> and these these techniques they tend to have like very scientific sounding names like EFT and matrix We imprinting psych K, Neurolinguistic programming, Psychocybernetics, cybernetics as I mentioned earlier this month, meta-programming, the human bio-computer, the human biocomputer computer being the neurological and nervous systems of your body. Um, and there's, typically a physical component to these techniques be it tapping which is EFT tapping on acupressure points on the body holding certain postures like maybe a mudra manipulating the emotions and senses flotation tanks sem- sensory deprivation tanks etc it's all fascinating to me and In case you want to go down a very deep, very cool, and strange rabbit hole this weekend, I will repeat those modalities here to you now so that you can write them down (laughs) and then Google them later on. They are as follows. Grab your pencil. (laughs) EFT and matrix re-imprinting. Psych-K. Neuro-linguistic programming. Psycho-cybernetics metaprogramming the human biocomputer. It all just sounds awesome in my opinion. (laughs) And I've played around with most of these things. You might also be familiar with binaural beats, which has become a really popular thing on YouTube, although I don't know... If I'd recommend opening yourself up to any Tom, Dick, or Harry on YouTube that way. If you are truly interested in exploring binaural beats and subliminal messaging, Kelly Howell is someone I would check out. She has a website called Brain Sync. B R A I N S Y N K dot com. It is awesome. I use her M P threes all the time. I just bought four because um she, I, she's probably still having this sale. You should check it out if you're interested because it's buy three, get one free, and they're each around like ten bucks, like nine ninety five or something. Um, but anyways, that's at Brainsync dot com, and the way that it works is by using binaural beats, which they move—they're like sounds that move from ear to ear in a specific sequence in order to activate both hemispheres of the brain at the same time and then subliminal messages are slipped in um most of this time it just sounds like listening to like the crashing waves of an ocean which i think is really great for like a nature-loving hippie or a witch um who likes to work with you know the water element and or just nature nature in general? It's very soothing and relaxing. But then every once in a while you'll hear like little sounds slipped in here or there, like little like pssst, sprit, pssst, 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 little sounds like that. Um, when I first started listening to it, I was like a little bit spooked. I was like, "Eh, this sounds like kind of demonic in a way." It's not. Well, it depends, I guess, on who's doing the programming, but these are beautiful, beautiful programs. I love listening to them. Um, But that's why I think it's important to get these things from a site that you know you can trust. And BrainSync has awesome endorsements. You can go read, like, the testimonials from scientists and stuff like that. Um, It comes highly recommended. Um, And you don't want to create, like, a new Manchurian candidate situation (laughs) with yourself. And I'm totally kidding, but I also think that that's really worth bringing up because many people who create podcasts and videos and have huge cult followings warning people about the dangers of mind control and the so-called Illuminati are, in my opinion, sometimes speaking from a place of ignorance and they're doing their listeners a disservice because they're poisoning their minds to ideas like neuro-linguistic programming, which can actually be quite helpful. These techniques are only dangerous if if you're unaware (laughs) of what they are and who's using them and how they're working them. And if you remain uneducated about what they are and how they really work, then you are unaware and easily manipulated the real danger, in my opinion, is just remaining ignorant. Um, and not only because maybe you're going to get manipulated by watching the TV and the evil government is going to program your mind, dude, uh, but also it just keeps you, because you cannot use these techniques on yourself because they're not tools for you because you don't know how they work, you can't use them. It just keeps you in a state of stagnation and stunted growth. You become subjected to dogma and end up like mindlessly putting yourself in a position of supplication and having to petition something outside yourself in the hopes that you will be saved or at best asking for permission to save or permission to change, excuse me. And I think, in my opinion, the only entity that you need permission from is your own self. That is just my opinion, but – um I see a lot of witches who kind of, they don't make progress in their lives, and they've been practicing magic for a very long time, and they work with, you know, a whole pantheon of gods and goddesses, and they have all these rituals for petitioning their help and things like that. And I just think, man, if only they learned this stuff, it would it would just enhance what they're already doing. And lately, I've really been, I've been finding myself drawn to the ideas of people like Robert Anton Wilson, super fascinating mind that guy and even Alistair Crowley and Salima not that I'm looking to practice any kind of organized anything but really um I just think they're fascinating and in this in in the realm of this subject. So I'll probably talk about that in the future sometime. But really what laid the ground for me for this kind of theory and practice, um, changing your mind on purpose and all of this, is the work of people like Dr. Joe Dispenza and Dr. Bruce Lipton, two names that are very popular in the New Age community, backed by a lot of scientific research, which I think is awesome, Um and then Christopher Pinzak's book, Instant Magic and the Inner Temple of Witchcraft, when I came upon those, they really validated these ideas for me that I had been working with and practicing for years. And then it, what was great is um, Christopher Pinzak's work, and then also Lori Cabot, too. It put it into the context of magic. What Laurie teaches and what I myself talk about from time to time is how to go into an alpha state and how the alpha state is the place where magic happens. I would say it's the place where magic starts to happen. It's like the starting point. But there is an even more magical state below that, and that is the theta state, T-H-E-T-A. Alpha and theta states are states of being. They are measurements of brain waves that are categorized by science in order to label Basically your level of receptivity is how I would put it. That is not a scientific definition, but that's the way I understand it. Beta, B-E-T-A B E T A, B is in boy E T A, is the state you are in all day, every day, most days. It is when you are alert and your conscious mind is active. It's important. All the all these states are important. None are better than the other, but for me as a magician, some are more interesting, let's say, (laughs) than others. Alpha is the state below that. It is a calm, meditative state, meditative state that is awesome for creative visualization or some kinds of journey work. And this is the state that I like to use on the go, actually, because. It's safe to use that way. And I've explained this before, so for the sake of time, I won't go too much further into it. But suffice it to say, the way I like to use alpha state is with a mudra or a hand position that I use as a trigger to slip into alpha on command. And I use it all the time to awesome effect. And it only took a few weeks of concentrated practice to really set that up and to really rewire my brain that way so that whenever I press my fingers together, I just sort of slip into like a light meditative state. Um, And I'm pretty sure I'll be using it for the rest of my life. So that's like a major return on investment in my opinion, and I'm a big fan. But below alpha state is where an even more powerful kind of magic takes place. This is the land of real transformation. It is a much deeper state of relaxation and meditation that is conducive to spontaneous healing and problem solving and reprogramming the subconscious mind, which is what we are trying to do today. Below that is the delta state, which happens when you are sleeping. And the trick with reprogramming the subconscious mind is that you want to stay awake. Falling into Delta is, I guess it's a kind of magic in its own. I'm a fan. I'm a big dreamer, and I love that whole world. But intentional change happens in Theta and to some degree in Alpha, but largely in Theta. So it is good to do that work in a seated position, a comfortable seated position, (laughs) rather than laying down. And um, you can also experiment with temperature and, like, what foods you eat before and after just to make sure that you don't drift off to sleep. Um, that's what I like to do when I use those brain Sync MP3s. Um, you might like to use EFT, um, whatever. All of these things are cool and interesting, and I recommend trying them all out to see what works for you because different things work for different people. We're all very unique, so it's fun too just to explore and play around with these, with these things. I think it's fascinating. And like I said on my last video, you know, this reality, it's like a feedback loop. It will show you if what you are doing is working, if your reality is changing. You know that the subconscious Changes that you made, if your reality is changing in compliance with those, you know it's working. If your reality is not changing, you know it's not working. And you need to either try something else or get real with yourself and admit, okay, I'm not really giving this my all, and then, like, recommit to it. Um, Dr. Henry Grayson has a cool technique he teaches where – you practice positive statements and visualizations at the same time while placing a hand on your forehead like over your third eye and then one on the back of your head like cupping the base of the skull like right where your skull starts to lead into your neck and this reminds me a lot of the courageous hand guided meditation that is in the rich witch ebook that i just published um i'm actually doing I'm going to do a recording of that for those of you who want to have a recording. Um, it's just a really cool, powerful meditation. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> so you you practice like really involved um, visualizations, like imagining yourself as whatever, being the change that you want to create, putting yourself in the pictures, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with doing while your hands are in these positions and then after you know you've said your positive statements in your mind after you've done your visualizations you say out loud with firm like declaration kind of energy i now know this all to be true and you want to visualize whatever it is happening in a way that genuine that generates genuine emotion And that's, I don't know, that's just another technique, just another way. I just wanted to share as much as I could with you in these 30 minutes because there are so many different ways to do this. I also, personally, I find that this works by placing your hand over your heart, which I think is fascinating. Hello, Pledge of Allegiance, brainwashing, (laughs) especially when you add into the repetition. Another way that I think is crazy, maybe I'll talk about it in this video this Thursday that I'm doing, because I I really want to show this to you guys. It's just way too cool not to show you. So um, it's pressing your hands together in prayer pose in front of your chest. Cat, T-A-T, pose is very similar to the technique that um, Dr. Henry Grayson outlines, and it has you cup the back of your skull in the same way, but then instead of placing your other hand on your forehead – you hold three fingers on acupressure points in the space where the bridge of your nose starts to, like, lead up to your brow. And I can't really show you that here on the radio, but you can Google it um, or put it into a search on YouTube and demonstration videos will come up. It's really simple, T-A-T, cat pose. And I kind of I want to go back to this idea. I'm running out of time um, <laughs> to say it. But it's really is interesting to me, that whole putting your hand over your heart and then using repetition. I wasn't kidding when I talked about, when I was like, hello, brainwashing, Pledge of Allegiance. Isn't it so fascinating that we have little kids, in this country anyways, in America in the United States, putting their hand over their heart Every single morning in school, staring at a flag and repeating, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, blah, 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 blah. Why does a five-year-old need to pledge allegiance to the republic? Do they even have a concept of what the republic is? (laughs) No, they do not. I'm going to say no, they do do not. But that is where the power comes in, because those are those formative Theta wave years of these children's life is when they're like sponges, it's when they're highly programmable. And that is why looking at a flag, which is a symbol, it's symbolic, while they are putting their hand over their heart and while they are repeating this every single day, often all the way through elementary school, junior high, and even high school, Um, is so powerful, and you're doing it in a group situation, so you get that group mind entrainment thing going on. I'm not saying the Pledge of Allegiance is bad; I'm just saying it is definitely programming children's minds, and that that is worth thinking about, just thinking about that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's fascinating. And you know what's also fascinating to me is doing this kind of work, it doesn't make you a cold, selfish person. It actually has the opposite effect. It makes you more compassionate for other people when you understand that the things that they say and do and don't do are largely outside of their control. Most people aren't sitting around courting theta brainwaves and actively reprogramming their subconscious mind. (laughs) And those of us who are tend to scare the people who aren't. They see it as brainwashing or being of the devil or some evil mind manipulation designed by the Illuminati to control the sheeple because we fear what we don't understand. And what they don't understand is that, I know this is a crazy statement to make, but they are already the sheeple they've already been thoroughly brainwashed and it is those of us who are practicing magic, neuro-linguistic programming, law of attraction, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. We are the people who are attempting to undo all of that, to liberate ourselves and craft our own programs. And that's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's exciting and it's fun and uh I know time is limited today, so, I mean, there's just so many more things that I could mention. I'll try to kind of carry on the rest of what I was going to say. Uh, I'll try to carry it over to uh, Thursday's video, because I have have run out of time to even start on another thread. I might be ending, like, a hair early, because I don't want to... See, there's the 90-second warning. I don't want to get too far into what I'm saying and get excited and then, okay, cut off, because that sucks. Um, So that's what I have for you today. I will be back next week here. We have one more show in March. Um, I'll be back talking about mentalism, which is one of these seven hermetic principles, and if I have enough time, mesmerism, just because it's fun. It's fun to say. It's an interesting little bit of history and. Um, Until we meet again, have a beautiful spring day, a beautiful fall day if you're in the southern hemisphere. Much love to you. Peace.